This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. If you're a pet parent of a dog or cat with anxiety, you know how hard this can be, how it affects your entire life. And I can relate. My Sophie, my dog, howls from when I leave the house until I come home. It could be 10 minutes. It could be two hours. She doesn't quit. Luckily, I found things that help her, but it breaks my heart. And that's exactly why my guest is here today. Janet Marlowe is the founder of a company called Pet Acoustics. She's a sound behaviorist, and we're going to find out more about what that actually is and also what she does and why her product was named by Entrepreneur Magazine as one of the top 100 companies for brilliant ideas. You're <laughs> listening to The Hound Healer on Pet Life Radio. I'm Jody Lynn Teich, your host. We're going to take a very short break from our sponsor. So grab that healthy beverage, get comfortable, and we'll be right back. How many of you have pets? My hand's raised. Now think about how lucky you are to have such a sweet little pet in your life. And that pet is lucky to have you too. But unfortunately, there are countless pets out there that don't have a home to call their own. However, Bob's from Skechers is trying to change that. So we developed Bob's for dogs and cats to help pets in need. With every purchase of adorable Bob's footwear or fun, stylish apparel, or even the cutest Bob's pet accessories, Skechers makes a donation to Petco Love to help save shelter pets. And with your help, we've already saved the lives of over 1 million pets and raised over $7 million. So while you're getting style and comfort with features like Skechers' famous memory foam cushioning, you're also helping to save an adorable pet in need and helping another lucky owner be connected with a future best friend and companion because happiness is having a loving pet by your side. Find Bob's at a Skechers store, Skechers.com, select pet co-locations, or wherever stylish footwear is sold. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back. You're listening to The Hound Healer on Pet Life Radio. I'm Jody L. Teich, your host. A sound behaviorist, but we're not done there. A composer, a researcher, an author. Janet Marlowe has helped many, many pet parents solve anxiety issues. Her research into the understanding of animal hearing and how it affects their behavior has been featured across many media platforms that you'll recognize, like Animal Planet, CNN, CNBC, Good Morning America, The Today Show, even The Wall Street Journal. It's pretty impressive. So we're going to meet Janet. We're not going to wait anymore. And we're going <laughs> to learn more about what she does, how she does it, and how she can help either your anxious animal or maybe one you know. Hey, Janet, welcome to the show. So glad to be here, Jody. And I am going to heal your heart with Sophie. Oh. <laughs> and everybody's out there who has some um, issues with their pets, with their dogs and cats. I also do horses and birds, but I'm going to focus on dogs and cats because they live with us the most intimately and their lives parallel ours. 
And it's so important that my passion is to bring the information and the awareness of how animals hear and how it affects their behavior. And why it's so important is because it's invisible. It's an invisible force that affects us tremendously, even when we live our lives. And for them, so for example, we hear up to 20,000 hertz. So that's cycles per second, the frequencies that's invisible in the air. Seems like a great amount of numbers, but not so fast. When we get to dogs, we get to 45,000 hertz. So that's twice as much as human hearing. When we get cats, it's almost up to 85,000 hertz. So you can understand when you observe your dog's ears that they're moving in different directions in your home and they may be running to the window and barking at something out there. You go there and you don't see anything, but they are hearing things that we don't hear. And that whole upper register of sounds we don't experience as humans. So my job is to bring that awareness to pet parents so that they can better care for their pets and give them a healthier, longer life. That's my goal. Well, that is a beautiful mission, Janet. And yes, they're like finely tuned, sophisticated antenna on their heads, those ears of theirs. Let's talk sound behaviorist. What's a sound behaviorist? Well, it's a new term. I invented it. And I, I'll just bridge it back to my early life, which is I'm fifth generation musician in my family. And I've been a recording artist. I've traveled the world. I've done classical concerts and concert halls. I've done jazz concerts and festivals. And everything about my life has been about sound. And so recently, maybe a couple of years ago, because of my now expertise after 25 years of diving into this amazing world of sound and behavior, I've bridged the connection between the behavior of a dog or a cat and the sound environment that they live in. And what is that invisible trigger? So that has an effect on the brain. It's as important for us. I had an actually an experience today with my dog. My dog Rigby is an English Springer Spaniel. And we went uptown and I was so looking forward to a nice long walk, paying attention to him when I walk with him. It's his time. And we were in the center of our time town. And all of a sudden, the siren went off. And we were in the sweet spot of that sound. It was so intense. I'm sure it was about 140 decibels, which was, it's like, that's like explosion level. He and I started to run. He was howling and running and looking back at me. I felt so sorry for him. I felt sorry for myself too, because as a musician, I live my life by my ears. But anyway, so that's just a life experience in an intense way. But there's a lot of subtle experiences that dogs and cats have in the home. Their their frequencies in the refrigerator and, you know, there's vibrations from the UPS truck, you know, that you you live in an yeah. apartment in New York, there's the elevator and people going by. All of these sonic, sonic buildups of sound becomes an intense experience. And that stays as as almost as a, that's where anxiety lives in this sonic experience. This is interesting because Sophie, we got her at 12 weeks when we were living in New York City, right in the heart of Chelsea. 
So from a very young age, she had to cope with a siren a minute, pretty much in New York City. That's how it goes. And the taxi horns and the regular car horns and the people yelling and all sorts of other stuff that goes on in that city. And while over time, she became desensitized to some of that stuff, her anxious nature could have found roots in those early experiences and are left over, you know, in what she does now. So that is really interesting. And I hadn't actually thought about that until you just said what you said. That's great, Jody. Let's bridge that over to rescue animals, rescue dogs and cats that are in shelters. So you adopt a dog and you bring it home. Now you know that there's an emotional level that they're bringing that takes two to three months for them to unravel in the safety of your home and the love. I think it's two to three months if you're lucky. They say sometimes- If you're lucky. Yes, yes. It can take various times. And I always express this to people. It's that they've, because they've never learned what calm is. They don't even know what it is. And we don't make an animal do anything. I think there's an agreement that we have with animals. And they self- modify their behavior according to our expectations, this agreement. And so they have to learn how to release that tension so that they're not feeling like they're surviving in the wild every day, which is good, but not necessary. And so this is the issue. And now what is the solution? Exactly. So... So Go yes, <laughs> we, we are going there. We okay. are getting there, Janet. I'm so excited to share it. So excited. And I love your passion for this. You know, it absolutely shows from, you know, through what you've created. So you had an experience, and I don't know if this experience was in 1997 or prior to that, when you were playing your music for your dog or dogs at that time. Mm-hmm. And that was when you first noticed that whatever frequencies you were playing and the notes that you were playing was having a real visible effect on this animal or these animals. Tell us about that. Yes. Yeah, so as a performer, you practice, and, and I'm also a guitarist, a acoustic guitarist, which is a very soft, round sound. And uh, as soon as I took out the instrument or started to sing, my dog and cat would come from wherever they were in the house, right to my side, and they would curl up and they would, I could see them release into this like unusual, deep relaxation. And I'm sure there are lots of musicians around the world that have this experience with their pets. But uh, one day, my cat was severely injured, and I rushed him to the ICU out in our woods. And I went to sing to him for five days. And uh, he unfortunately passed. And he was truly our first baby. Afterwards, even though I was touring and performing, I could not, I had these burning questions, you know, what is it about sound? What is it about music? What is it about their ears? 
that makes this experience for them so profound? And why is it such a natural way to do it? Because the natural ways is really a key experience for them. So I started doing research and I universities were very generous with their research papers they sent to me. I, I was, I'm particularly connected to Hefner and Hefner in the University of Toledo in Ohio, who they are world renowned for their determining sonic environments for animals and how they hear. But then because I'm a recording artist, I once the digital age came, I was able to figure out, okay, now animals hear more than we do, and they're more sensitive to frequencies and vibrations. Is human music just okay for them? Is that going to have a determining behavioral change in them? The answer is no. And I figured that out over a period of time with experimentation and anecdotal feedback. I mean, I literally, I grabbed anybody and everybody and every veterinarian I traveled all over. Could you please test this out? Could you please give me the feedback? I did that for quite a few years. And then the results were incredible. I mean, people were asking me, my friend wants one of these, you know, I, and then at that point it was on CD. Could I have the CD? Can I buy the CD? And then it started to go worldwide. So in 2009, I created the Sirius Corporation of making the umbrella of that understanding and the mission to produce products that could kind of simply, elegantly, and naturally provide this music that was modified for the hearing frequencies and decibel levels of dogs and cats that put them in a state of calm that they release into that music. And they go like, they look around and they go, hey, I don't have to be triggered into hypervigilance. All I have to do here is be calm and relax and live my life. Well, after many biometric scientific studies published in international veterinary magazines, the results are in that there is an actual formula that I came up with. So I innovated species-specific music. Didn't expect that and to be term. <laughs> when I was going to grow, grow up, I'm going to be the inventor of species-specific music. But because of all that knowledge of music and all that knowledge of understanding of sound from all that background, and then my research and studies, this all came into culminate into pet acoustics. Very exciting. And you know, you and I have talked about energy medicine. We both geek out on it. Totally, <laughs> and, um, totally. I admit idea, it. Absolutely. The idea that because we're all made up of energy and everything around us is made up of energy, including obviously our animals, and everything vibrates on its own frequency, and the mm -hmm. frequency of a calm mind is its own frequency or frequencies. I guess if you can create that frequency, it gently brings the out-of-balance frequency in the agitated animal back into balance. So they feel calm and they feel relaxed and good. Do I have that about right? You said it so beautifully. And I love the word balance because that's what animals are seeking in the wild. They're looking for balance and they determine whether they should move towards sound or away from sound. And in our homes, they do the same thing. And I think it's very important for pet parents to be aware of their animal's life from one to three feet off the ground. So radio and TV that's usually five to six feet off the ground is not necessarily a therapy for an animal to put them in a state of calm. 
I've written books about this, and if anybody's interested, we're going to talk about that. Learning, <laughs> learning about that, but here, here's something really fun. I suggest that your listeners do is download a free decibel app, which I carry around. <laughs> Speaking of geek, I carry around a decibel I app. I can't see it because your background oh, is not. Here we go. It. No, move it more towards you. There, there we, we go. go. Perfect. So let's see right now that decibel, I can't really read it backwards, but it's, um, it's, it's in a good zone. It's like it's eight or 80. Okay. Yeah. Something so, like that. so carry a decibel. And when a thunderstorm occurs or you're, you know, in a car or you're trying to understand why your cat's freaking out because they're in a car and the decibel level of the engine is beyond oh. that starts to trigger hypervigilance. Oh. So it's oh, the, wow. the, the decibel and the frequency is the engine of their ears and their brain. Very interesting with the engine. Never yeah. thought about that. So the simple way of understanding it is that sound enters the ear and sound is a thing. It's a substance. It's a, and it becomes, Absolutely. A, it becomes a pressure on their inner ear. And that inner ear causes a chemical reaction in the cochlea, mm -hmm. and then it triggers the nerve, which goes to the brain, and it signals danger, flight, wow. or this is cool, relax. So very often, and the human, we're saying, just like I did today with the, the siren that went off in town, it's, a, it's not a danger, it's not going to hurt me, <laughs> although it did a little bit. But, you know, so the, the human uses their brain to evaluate sound, and the, and the dog and the cat uses the pressure in their ear is like a trigger for behavior. And so the trigger for behavior is really, really an amazing observation for pet parents to understand better their pet. Yeah. And, you know, if the fix is getting one of your sound devices in the car, then, Absolutely. wow, what an easy fix. Well, so pet tunes, and I, I can show it to you in this in this regard, but I know we're on radio as well. So pet but tunes will also be on YouTube and social. Oh, okay, so people well, will see this. I'm, yeah. I'm doing that. so pet tunes is a Bluetooth speaker, and it's preloaded with an SD card of my music, species specific. The blue is for dogs, and I have green for cats black for horses and silver for birds. Beautiful. And so each of the music series, the music itself is, it's very pleasant for humans. But what I do is that I eliminate that little line of trigger of the frequency. Frequency trigger. Mm -hmm. Yep. That's going to initiate hypervigilance, yeah. tension, muscle tension. Yeah. Um, also on the low end as well. And I also make the, um, uh, the decibel level only between 60 and 80 decibels. So that is the perfect range for a dog or a cat. The sweet to, spot. That's the sweet spot for their hearing, 60 to 80 decibels. So the um, the music is very easy as you just charge a Bluetooth speaker up and you just turn it on and you will see your dog or cat curl up and just be. And so the purpose of the smallness of this is that it's portable. And I know a lot of people, you know, 
tell their Alexas to go on or they put the, the TV on or something, but you can't make that move with your pets. So for example, I take Rigby to the veterinarian in the car, the music goes with me. I bring it to the vet, I bring it to the groomer, I bring it to my mother-in-laws, I bring it to everywhere where, and the, the, the beauty of the music and the beauty of animal hearing is that once they hear this, once they hear this and they know that it's safe in their environment, their response is calm no matter where you go with it. Mm -hmm. So that is the beauty of having something portable. And I believe in that because, you know, I've looked into different methods, but I've really settled on this as being perfect for an animal. And that's yeah, so easy to take with you. I mean, I know pet parents, and if anyone listening can relate to this, taking the dog in the car to anywhere, the park, anywhere to do something as a family, maybe the dog has a doggy sibling, you know, that's part of the household, mm -hmm. is a major stress event because the dog is all over the place in the car, literally bouncing off the walls. It's dangerous. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Or you've got them in a corner of the seat, you know, drooling and shaking like a leaf. These are real, you know, yeah. problems for pet parents, or you have pet parents who can't go out to dinner because they're afraid their dog will destroy the house, or if they're crated, will hurt themselves trying to get out. So true. So there is so much angst and pain around this issue. The answer is, is that music is a powerful tool. It's a power for humans. Yes. So for, for animals that hear more than we do and live that life of listening and absorbing into their bodies and responding with their bodies, wow, it is an, a beautiful thing to see an animal feel relaxed and just be. And that doesn't mean lazy or it doesn't mean, you know, not active. It just means that the balance of their physiology is working as it should, rather than it being in a level of stress. And we know what stress is. I mean, just, you know, think of what we've all been through with COVID over the last two years. Yes, yes. Uh, and the nice thing about this music, because it is music and it's very calming for animals, it has a secondary effect for people as well. I, I can't tell you how many people have listened to this music and say, I'm really enjoying it too. As a matter of fact, I don't turn it off when I come home after work. I still continue the music because it makes me feel calm. That's interesting, Janet, because that to me says that the frequencies that are spot on for a dog or a cat are close enough to the frequencies that humans respond to for calm, that it is having an effect on the on the humans too. Yes, so yeah, we see this in the scanner. Like I talked to you about the frequency scanner. You know, they can't have every single frequency for every single bacteria in the whole world. It would take years to scan someone, but they have the most common ones, but they're close enough so that you get a reading. So I think it's similar with the frequencies for the animals and people. And, and that's maybe why they're having a reaction too. Definitely. And uh, so the, the sweet spot for humans is also 60 to 80 decibels. We share that with, with animals. Okay. So there you go. All right. We are going to take a short break from our sponsor, but do not go away because when we come back, 
You're going to learn about a home hearing test you can do yourself with your animals. You're going to learn about a really wonderful shelter program through Pet Acoustics that Janet created with someone. And you're going to learn about an upcoming documentary coming out this year. So refresh that healthy beverage, get cozy, and we'll be right back. Take a bite out of your competition. Advertise your business with an ad in Pet Life Radio podcasts and radio shows. There is no other pet-related media that is as large and reaches more pet parents and pet lovers than Pet Life Radio. With over 7 million monthly listeners, Pet Life Radio podcasts are available on all major podcast platforms. And our live radio stream goes out to over 250 million subscribers on iHeartRadio, Odyssey, TuneIn, Stitcher, and other streaming apps. For more information on how you can advertise on the number one pet podcast and radio network, visit PetLifeRadio.com slash advertise today. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back. You're listening to The Hound Healer on Pet Life Radio. I'm Jody Teich. So, Janet, a bright idea you've taken into shelters to help get more animals adopted is your Rescue Rescue project that you did with Will Johnson. Tell that story about how you and Will connected and what Rescue Rescue is. Okay, so Will Johnson, first of all, is the son of my record producer, who unfortunately passed away a few years ago. And how I met my record producer was uh, I taught Will a composing by computer class when he was 10 years old. (laughs) (laughs) And he said, Dad, you know, you should really meet this woman. So anyway, I did a performance and he came. Anyway, he, he just flipped out over my music and asked me to do records. And we produced um, three records, which is on um, Spotify under Janet Marlowe Radio. And uh, so I, I love Taylor, but and Will is, uh, is a great guy. He's got his own recording studio now. Anyway, I wanted to create a music video that any rescue shelter can use. It's free to anybody. It's there It's like a marketing tool for rescue shelters so that they can inspire the intention of either adopting or donating, you know, anything to do to move animals out of a shelter and into a home, into a loving home. So it's called Rescue Rescue, and it's the story of me rescuing my dog and how significant it is to, uh, you know, of course, we know they rescue us. That's a given at this point. But it's a beautiful uh, story. And I uh, highly recommend people to just check it out. It's just called Rescue Rescue. It's on Pet Acoustics YouTube channel. Or if you just look up Rescue Rescue Pet Acoustics, you'll find it. And, you know, the video is great. And the music is great. And, and Will Johnson is singing it. And I wrote the words. Yeah, it is wonderful. And we're going to have a link on the info page for this episode so people can click into that too and get to it. Thank you. Yes, of course. So you offer, I guess, instruction on how to give a home hearing test for pet parents for their animals. Talk about that. Tell us what that involves and what exactly they're looking for. Well, 
I was researching if there were any PET hearing tests, and there's really only two. One is a Bayer test, which is uh, electro signals that go, you have to bring your dog or cat to a vet that is trained in this process. It's very accurate. It costs quite a bit of money. You have to find a veterinarian to do it. That's the challenge, by the way. Yep. And you also have to sedate. They say you don't, but many do sedate. You know, It's a big process. And then there's the jingling of the keys <laughs> or something that the veterinarian- The other does. end of the spectrum. <laughs> to, that you can you get know, at your on, local vet. <laughs> on either side of the ear. Yeah, your dog has hearing. So I said, Mm-mm, no, not good enough for Janet Marlowe. So I, I created a free home pet hearing test. It's on the Pet Acoustics website. It's a series of questions. And with three questions, you just click on this sound. And the sound has frequencies that rise, go from low to high. That's for your pet. But the other sound on top of it is like the sound of a monkey or the sound of a pig or a frog, which are the three ranges. So I do high, medium, and low frequencies. Okay. And you can do the first test for the high frequencies, and you will see your dog or cat respond. It's going to be very obvious. Or the middle range of their hearing or the the frog sound. That's for the human. But there are frequencies behind it that you will not be able to hear. Yes, but it seems to cover the whole spectrum. Yeah, for them. yeah, and it takes about a minute to do, and you will get the results in an email immediately after you do the test, and you can share that information with your veterinarian. So it's all digital, it's all free, it's on the Pet Acoustics website, and very easy to do, and you will know. Now, I'm doing a new study because I've had about 2,000 people take this test so far. And I can see the commonality of this statistic, which is, and this is really important, and nobody's really broadcast this fact, which is pets lose their hearing as they get older. And we are kind of late to the dance when this happens. We may see the behavior of our dog or cat change. And we may think, oh, you know, do I need to give medicine? Do I need to do change the bowl? Do I need to change, you know, something? But it's just the natural progression of age that animals share, just like humans lose their hearing as we get older. Now, do they lose the higher frequency, their middle frequency, or the low frequency? And you can tell and determine this from this test. Exactly. It's a beautiful service to offer you know, free to pet parents, beautiful service, because I can tell you from my personal experience, I wanted to get Sophie's hearing checked. And I called around, I'm in Austin, I called around to holistic vets, to regular vets. Nobody does it. It's all the key jangling method. So, you know, I think you'd have to be in a place like New York City or near a major Los Angeles, some place where there's lots of veterinary specialists. And most pet parents around the country don't necessarily have access to that. So this is a really, really beautiful service. We are going to have that link below on the <laughs> info page. So you can go right to the Pet Acoustic site and, and uh, participate and see where things are at with your pet. And that's great. And and if there are any veterinarians listening, I mean, you can do this device from a, a smartphone. So it's to be used in the exam room as well. 
Perfect. 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 I'd love for you to mention the books that you have, and then I want to talk about your documentary. Okay. So before we run out of time, I definitely want you to mention the books that you have out and, you know, just like a little bit about each. So pet parents can, you know, see if one or the other might be something great for them and what they're seeking. Well, the latest book that I've published is called What Dogs Hear. It's really everything from the physiology of the ear to how the brain hears to the behavior. And it spans from puppyhood to seniorhood, just like this understanding of losing hearing as they get older. And it's it's just a really in-depth with a lot of wonderful stories, like <laughs> my dog Rigby uh, learned he likes pears. So, I often, you know, will and I love pears, so I'll often say, "Wow, what a great pear!" Unfortunately, we have bear in <laughs> in our woods, and you know, just something simple as if I say, "Wow, what a great pear!" He'll run to the window and start barking. Where's that pear? Yeah, where's that pear? <laughs> so now we call bears peaches. You know, I mean, you know, it's like uh, it gets, it gets gotta get creative. Yeah, gotta get creative. <laughs> So I uh, highly recommend, and that's available on uh, Amazon. It's uh, it's you can download it, and uh, it's also on our website. Everything's on the website. Perfect, perfect. So let's talk about this documentary called Ears that yes, you are yes. working on. Um, that's coming out this year. Tell us whatever you can tell us about it. Well, we are starting a Kickstarter campaign in a few weeks called, and it, and it is a documentary called Ears, the Amazing World of Dogs and Cats. And it is the film version of everything we just talked about on this program, where I will actually be filming stories of people, you know, for example, people whose dog suffers from separation anxiety. You know, because that's really sound triggered, uh, much as emotions. Animal shelters, how what goes on there, you know, the decibel levels and the frequencies and the triggers of sound and what happens when you bring the dog home and how to release that tension and make sonic safety. And so I love film and I love that media of telling a story. Uh, I, it's very powerful. So in, in essence, I've done the music, the pet tunes, the books, the research, the blogs, the podcasts, and now I want to bring it to a broader audience, and it's for all ages. And we're going to submit it to animal film festivals, of which there are quite a few around you know, the world. And I really want to make this a stellar example of this subject that is kind of not as well known yet, even though I've been doing it for 25 years. But uh, this is my legacy, my gift to pet parents to to bring this awareness in a really cool film that's going to uh, express this knowledge in a creative way. Well, everybody keep your eyes and ears open for this film when it comes out this year, because it's so important to tell this story. And yes, it's definitely a gift to pet parents, but it is as much, if not more, a gift to the animals themselves because they're the ones who suffer. Initially, we suffer because we can't stand to watch them suffer. I know. So it's really such a gift to animals. Where can people find you, Janet, to learn more about, to purchase, et cetera? 
Everything is on petacoustics.com. My world is there waiting for you to uh, (laughs) discover it. All the products. I have a blog which has a lot of information um, on everything we've talked about in depth. Um, My research studies, um, we've done great biometric studies, all proven. And so I think the important differentiation for me is that, you know, we talk about music and it it's not just, you know, electronic sounds on, you know, a keyboard and it sounds nice and you throw it up onto YouTube. It's based on science. And that is really important to have things proven. So it's not anecdotal. And we've measured pulse rates, heart rates, and activity levels. Everybody will see it. But the story is there, and we welcome everybody to see what we have. And uh, so, petacoustics.com. Perfect. And I'm going to leave you, all of you listening, with a thought. Pet anxiety is this big bin that we throw a lot of things in. But really, the bigger picture is pet mental health. And pet mental health is or can be as delicate as human mental health. And we need to learn the signs, pay attention, observe, and have the natural tools to balance our pets emotionally. Because I go into a lot of these Facebook groups, pet anxiety Facebook groups, and because pet parents just don't know what to do and they can't stand to see it anymore, they throw their pets on medication, pharmaceutical medication, and maybe they don't understand the depth of how this changes the brain chemistry of the animal and you know the side effects that they don't want that could ensue. So we have so much available to us today to address pet mental health, and this is a beautiful, easy, affordable, portable way to do that. So I'm really, really thrilled that you came on the show today, Janet, and shared this important information for pet parents. Thank you so much. My pleasure completely. Thank you, Jody. Awesome. And thank you all for listening. As a pet health coach, my mission is to share holistic options for pets and us, their parents, seeking a natural approach to wellness. So tune in next time for information, expert interviews, and tips to give animals we love the longest and most vibrant life we can. I'm Jody L. Teich, and this is The Hound Healer. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.